How's it going out there in holiday land? I'm sure when this comes out, it will be somewhere between Thanksgiving and New Year's, if not maybe December 1st and New Year's. Uh, I hope all of you are having a great holiday season all over, that y'all are safe, warm, and enjoying the holidays as you see fit, whatever you're celebrating, however you're celebrating. I'm Steven. And that's right, I'm alone this episode. This is a very special episode of Olympia Oddities because it's just me. Uh, Trist is taking a break this month, and I thought it could be neat for me to have a chance to jump in here and talk about some cases and stories from places I used to live. So if you don't already know, I was born in Nashville, Tennessee, lived there for about 15, 16 years, and had many road trips to, as well as lived in, a small one-horse town called Loudonville, Ohio. So my format might be a little bit different than Trista's, but I figured I would give it a go. Today, I will be talking about a story that is pretty close to my heart, even though I wasn't living in Nashville at the time. This episode is about the December 25th, 2020 Christmas morning RV bomb in downtown Nashville. While the bombing does in fact take place on December 25th, 2020, I personally find it a little important to back up to March and touch on the tornadoes that passed through the city that very same year. On March 2nd, into the next day, Tennessee experienced their usual tornado season, but no one knew exactly what they were in for when these storms rolled through, which unfortunately is usually the case. You can predict tornado weather, but it's a little harder to figure out what it's going to turn into. Sometimes it can turn into something very serious, and sometimes it just turns into nothing at all. Unfortunately, in this case, we had two tornadoes that tore through Nashville, one being an F3. An F3 has wind speeds of about 136 miles per hour to 165 miles per hour. And the second one was an F4. And that one will have the wind speed of 166 to 200 miles per hour, becoming the sixth costliest tornado in United States history. Unfortunately, 25 people lost their lives in these storms, 309 were injured, and an estimated 70,000 people lost their power. These storms not only hit Tennessee, but started in Kentucky, tore through Tennessee, into Alabama, and touched Missouri as well. Whereas my description of these storms are pretty brief, there is a full and well-documented Wikipedia page and many articles from the local news sources, such as the Tennessee in the local newspaper and News Channel 5, the local news station, whom I specifically used for these for, as sources for this portion. The photos of the aftermath, honestly, are pretty brutal. Uh, debris is everywhere and buildings are torn apart as if a pack of 900 mammoths had stampeded through town. But like Tennesseans always have been and always will be, they were more than willing to help out their neighbors with no questions asked to help clean up and rebuild stronger and better. That's why Tennessee is the volunteer state. If you see your neighbor is in need, be it a cup of sugar or to help collect what's left of your house, you can be sure to find somebody behind you willing to help, never wanting or expecting anything in return. They just want to be sure that you're safe and are fed by any means necessary. Again, while the tornadoes aren't directly connected to the bombing, I still think it's important to bring up, and I'll explain that at the end, but for now we have to talk about an RV parked on 2nd Avenue in downtown Nashville. It's December 25th, 2020, at 1 o'clock in the morning. 
In route for Second Avenue is an RV being driven by one Anthony Quinn Warner. He would reach his destination at 122, parking his RV on the side of the street beside an AT&T network facility, as well as restaurants, businesses, and of course, anyone living above those restaurants and businesses. A few hours would pass when at 4.30 in the morning, Betsy Williams, who owns one of the restaurants known as The Melting Pot, woke up in her third floor loft apartment right above where the RV sat to what she described as several rounds of rapid gunfire. A little over an hour would pass when at 5.32, another round of rapid gunfire could be heard, which then prompted Williams' wife to call the police, who arrived on the scene responding to shots fired call, seeing a suspicious RV parked on 2nd Avenue and Commerce Street. So by 5.38 in the morning, a recording from the RV could be heard announcing the RV would explode and that everyone in the area should evacuate. At 6 in the morning, a 15-minute countdown starts while still warning anyone close should evacuate. But in between the warnings is the 1964 song Downtown by Petula Clark. Betsy Williams and her family get the hell out of there, as you rightfully should, because that scared the ever-loving crap out of me, and I'm almost 3,000 miles away from Nashville. Williams and her family evacuated to Nissan Stadium, where it was safe. At 628, another Nashville resident, Mark Johnson, who lives on Church and Third, comes out of his apartment and puts on his headphones for his morning walk. Two minutes later, at 630, the RV would explode. Mark Johnson was walking just beside the premier parking lot when the explosion would push the six-foot, six-inch, 300-pound man to the ground. Police immediately think it could have been a possible freak accident and someone camping in the RV was simply trying to stay warm, but something went terribly wrong. By 6.45, police blocked off downtown streets and took three people to the hospital for non-critical injuries. By 9 a.m., the thought of an accidental explosion is ruled out and now thought to be completely intentional. At 11 a.m., police start questioning suspects with no additional details being provided. On top of that, the internet and phone services is out for most AT&T users in multiple counties close by. Anthony Warner's ex-girlfriend, Pamela Perry, wakes up to see the news of an RV bomb exploding in Nashville and starts to suspect that it was Anthony and calls the police reportedly distraught and not speaking clear the whole time. She told the police in August of 2019 that Warner was always talking about military bombing, had been making bombs in his RV, and she didn't feel safe around him. Perry would later call the FBI with the information about Warner. Back at the scene of the blast, 2nd Avenue looks like a war zone. Building faces on both sides of the street are damaged or torn away. Car alarms can be heard going off. The smoke is rising while the ash and the debris settle. They find what also could possibly be remains at the scene. The next day, Ray Trockmorton III, I believe that's how you say that, a lawyer who used to represent Warner, was questioned by the police about his whereabouts or any additional information he may have on Warner. The FBI say that they got 500 tips in 24 hours, but by the afternoon, Anthony Warner's name was linked with the attack. The police go to his duplex on Bakertown Road and find no one is home. When they start to question his neighbors, they say they remember an RV that looked very similar to the one involved in the explosion being parked on the road. On top of that, some of the neighbors said that Warner wasn't exactly the friendliest, that he was 
a recluse and another neighbor had talked to him just a couple of days before the explosion. The neighbor asked Warner, so is Santa bringing you anything good for Christmas? Warner smiled and said, yes, I'm going to be famous. Nashville and the world is never going to forget me. The neighbor didn't think anything of it. On Sunday, December 27th, around 4 p.m., it was confirmed that Anthony Quinn Warner was, in fact, the human remains found in the scene. Warner was in the RV the whole time. When he got there at 1.22, he never got out. He was the one playing the audio of the gunfire and playing downtown alongside the 15-minute countdown over his speakers on the outside of his RV. That's all I can really thank this asshole for in the end. Don't get me wrong. I hated this man with every fiber of my being when I woke up that Christmas morning, but it seems he didn't want to hurt anyone other than himself. Which brings us to the motives. Like I mentioned earlier, Warner wasn't very liked by his neighbors. Apparently, they also never engaged in conversation about religion or politics with him. I mean, hey, you can teach a pig to dance, but all you're going to do is frustrate yourself and the pig. It's also believed that Warner would spend time in the park hunting UFOs. He also, according to the FBI, sent out materials explaining his ideologies to several acquaintances. In this material, he speaks on his belief in the UFO conspiracy, the 9-11 conspiracy theory, and the moon landing conspiracy theory. And of course, the, reti the reptilian conspiracy theory. To make this even a little bit weirder, he firmly believed aliens have been slowly attacking Earth since 2011. Quote, everything is an illusion. There is no such thing as death. Again, he played a loudspeaker warning people to get away for arguably a couple of hours to get people away from the RV and did this, one, on a holiday he knew no one would really be out and about, and two, at an hour that, again, not many people are going to be out and about. Now, the reason I started with the tornadoes is that earlier that year in March, Nashville was slammed with some of the worst tornadoes it's seen in years. I would know because I lived there, again, for pretty much most of my childhood, and sat through a couple of pretty memorable pretty bad storms one in high school and one in elementary school and they were they were pretty scary i mean admittedly i enjoy watching the storms but i do not like the aftermath of you know the people that are put out by it but you had these storms come in worse that they've had in years and then covid comes in and just fucks up these businesses and these venues and whatnot that were just trying to bounce back from the tornadoes. And then you have this asshole that decides, you know, he wants to wake up and be an asshole because assholes just, you know, be assholing. That's what they do, unfortunately. But the people of that city just refuse to be kept down. And that's something I've always admired about having been from there, having lived there. Uh, I yeah I I I love Nashville and it's been two years and I don't feel like anybody really talks about all of the shit that that city went through. Granted, I I know and I completely understand. Grant, like 
understand I was alive in 2020 as well. I was going through it. I know everyone was going through it and some still are now some cities went through it harder than others in COVID and some are still going through it. But looking at it, Nashville just had disaster after disaster after disaster and the music never fucking stopped. Not once did it stop. I remember waking up that morning and just turning on my phone and the first thing I read is this just an RV has exploded in downtown Nashville on a road that I've been on probably more times than I can count. And I I just felt incredibly devastated. Like that's my home. I'm from there. Uh, And I mean, I've not been there for almost 10 years now and I feel horrible about that. I needed, I, I need to just like, go back and visit uh shouts out to my tennessee people i love y'all uh but damn it if i don't still hold a lot of love for that state and that city the people in it uh, just you know spread love it's the nashville way and with that i leave you to enjoy the rest of your holiday i hope you enjoyed this episode hopefully i didn't do too bad and i can maybe make an annual thing out of this i don't know we'll see We'll see. I'll think about it. But make sure to check out our new Tee Public shop where you can buy yourself a mug, a shirt, sticker. You know, we got a few other things on there. You can search Olympia Oddities Podcast to find the link on our Instagram bio, uh, which is also at Olympia Oddities Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast so you get all of the paranormal and cryptic goodness in your feed. And if you want to help us out a ton, you can do that by leaving us a five star rating. My name is Steven, and you can follow my personal Instagram at the Steven Ramirez. Oh, yeah, Trista's not here. Uh, well, be good to yourself, treat others the way they treat you, and have a nice, safe rest of the holiday season. Love you. <laughs>